you know, when I grew up in Venezuela, actually, my parents, they never thought they, were, they would move away from Venezuela. It was a, such an amazing place to be in all ways, you know. And I grew up there and I, I was uh, in love, you know, with my, my city, my country, and uh, felt very attached to that. The circumstances uh, changed everything. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been very unfortunate, you know, for most of us uh, Venezuelans that had best childhood and uh, early days of our lives there. And it was a very diverse place, a multicultural and a rich place to, to live in, you know. And, uh, but I mean, circumstances change, you know. Um, Welcome to the very first episode of season four of Language and Culture with Dr. J dedicated to interviews conducted about Latin America. This season will bring you, on the one hand, episodes in English. My guests for these episodes are originally from South or Central America, but they are now living abroad. On the other hand, this season will also bring you episodes in Spanish and will focus on interviews with people I met while traveling through Argentina for two months. By juxtaposing the first-hand observations and experiences of people from and still living in Argentina with those of Latin Americans living abroad, I hope to be able to present to you different ways of life and of seeing the world and to encourage culturally and socially relevant discussions. For more information about me, the podcast, or my books, please visit culturium.com at C-U-L-T-U-R-E-U-M.com or my Instagram pages at DRJ Podcast and at Quadil, Q-U-A-D-Y-L-L-E. My guest for this episode is Carlos Palmitesta. Carlos is from Caracas, Venezuela. He is an expert on energy markets and climate change and holds degrees from Cambridge University. He has worked and lived in Madrid and London. Welcome, Carlos, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for agreeing to participate. Would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about where you're from, your origins, and how your life has taken you to Madrid? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes. Well, I mean, my whole family is Italian. First generation in, in Venezuela, um, myself and my sister. And, um, and that, that's the case of lots of uh, Venezuelans uh, uh, in, at that time. They were all, most of it, uh, descended uh, from, from Europeans, uh, majority Spaniards, uh, Italian and Portuguese. And uh, so, you know, it, it was a great ambience, you know, of, uh, to grow up uh, in such a wild environment and, uh, you know, great city, Caracas, and a great country to discover as I was growing up. So uh, totally. And then, you know, I, as, I, as I was growing up, uh, my parents, uh, since they, in their university age, they both went to the U.S. Uh, to, to study. So they, they wanted uh, us uh, to also have that same experience. So they they were pushing us to, to you know, get out of our comfort zone in, in Venezuela and, uh, and experience that, uh, you know, that adventure to, to, to go to college in, in the U.S. So that's, uh, that's what happened uh, to me. 
so the, I, I went to a couple of uh, locations. One year I took a language school you know, as an international student. Uh, I was uh, in Vermont, and uh, so I spent a few months there and then uh, went to Florida and, and spent a few other months there. Then I went back to Venezuela, I started university, and I realized that uh, I wanted to go back to the U.S. To, for my career. So I, I ended up in the in University of Kansas uh, just because uh, my dad went to that school and uh, my uncle as well. So because otherwise, uh, you know, as a, I remember a, a lady in the consul, in the American consulate in Caracas, she, she told me, you know, what, what the hell are you thinking uh, of going to Kansas? Uh, you know, to, in, in the U.S., there's so many other places to go. So I, I, I thought, okay, well, let, let me let me find out, and so I, that's what that's how I ended there. But and it was a wonderful up, experience. I mean, it was a delightful. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it was it was actually the greatest experience because it was so traditional American university. The University of Kansas is an amazing university, amazing campus, and, uh, and very international. Uh, people would, would never imagine that, you know. But uh, it was very truly truly international environment. So I'm very safe, you know, so you yeah, know, yeah. It, was, it was great. Yeah. And then after, so, after KU, you went? So after KU, I, you know, as I was graduating, I was applying to, to you know, because I had a practical training visa I could stay a little bit longer uh, working for a company in the US. So I, I got the opportunity to go to Houston, Texas. Uh, I started my professional career there in an oil and gas company, uh, which is Chevron. Great experience, you know, as a, you know, also a, a good school, you know, to start your professional career. And that's how, you know, I, I, I started my whole career in the, in the energy business, you know, through, you know, those two, two and a half years in Houston. Then I went, they sent me back to Venezuela to, to develop a business there, to open an office. And then, you know, lastly, you know, my, my parents moved to, to Spain uh, as well as my sister. So I was the only one staying in Caracas and, uh, so I, I was really pushing to Europe. So I got a, a great opportunity to, to stay in the same company, but uh, transferred to, to Madrid, Spain. So that's how I landed in this uh, amazing country of Spain. And, but in between, you were also at, K at Cambridge. So Cambridge, no, Cambridge is very re recent. Part of my, my career, I, I moved to London, you know, to, to take a, a new opportunity there. So I lived in London uh, just recently, you know, these past three years, you know, actually before COVID hit the uh, world. And uh, so as, as I was in London, I, I got familiar with the university environment there. And then, and also, you know, all the programs that Pasco uh, universities there uh, were hosting. And as I was, as I was moving back to, to Madrid, uh, because I quit my job in London, I found this amazing program on climate change, business and climate change. Uh, from University of Cambridge, and I, I did it, but while I was here in, in Madrid, back in Madrid. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Well, Carlos, the topic of the whole season is Latin America. So let's talk about Venezuela. What do you think made you, because I know you, we know each other from KU, and I know you as a Venezuelan guy. What made you Venezuelan or what, or do you still feel like you're Venezuelan? Not, you, you've been living in Spain for 20 years now. Um, you're, you're originally, your family ancestry is Italian. 
And yet, are you still Venezuelan or were you Venezuelan? What made you Venezuelan? Well, I, I still have my passport. Okay. <laughs> passport. And, uh, so it's a legal and, thing. <laughs> it's a legal thing. You know, I, I, could, I could fly back <laughs> in time. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and have some, some privileges as well to, to travel to some, you know, like troubled countries, you know, <laughs> without visa. But uh, no, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I consider myself a Venezuelan. I speak Spanish with a strong Venezuelan accent. And uh, some people, you know, they, they, they cannot believe that after 20 years away from Venezuela, I, I still have that strong accent. And yeah, I mean, I, I have Venezuelan friends all over the world, you know, and, um, and I, every now and then, you know, I have some cravings on, on some Venezuelan food, you know, which I find here in Madrid, luckily. And then, and then you know, I, I go consider myself a Caribbean guy, you know, I, I love the nice weather, sunny days, and a little bit warmer weather, so, and I like to go to the beach, you know, and uh, so that's uh, something that uh, I think, you know, I, I inherited from, from growing up in, in a, very much a Caribbean country in South America, it's the most Caribbean country in South America, it's almost like a it feels like you are in the in the in the in Central America and the Caribbean, but in the north of South America. Mm. Okay, so tell us that that's interesting. I mean, I've had the great fortune of of having traveled through Venezuela, where we've also we also saw each other briefly, and I think it was uh, to this day one of the most beautiful vacations I've ever had. It's uh, a country that I remember very very fondly the landscape, the food, the music, the friendliness of the people. Uh, you also mentioned food. So what is Venezuelan food for, for the listeners? Yeah, okay, that's an interesting uh, question because uh, yeah, I, I get often that, that question. And uh, it's, it's funny that uh, you know when you are in Venezuela, especially in Caracas, uh, uh, you know, Venezuelan food is international food. You know, you have the best Italian restaurants, the best, you know, uh, Spanish restaurants uh, or German restaurants, and uh, and then you know you forget that uh, there are some uh, local uh, tastes and, uh, and and dishes that uh, are very much uh, uh, traditional and and they go, they go back to you know the Aborigines and uh, and you know, native uh, people there you know which is very basic uh, food you know but uh, very tasty and uh, it's uh, some some dishes uh, they represent the meats of uh, of cultures in the you know the Africans and the and the Indians and uh, and and the and the white you know the Europeans you know so some some of these dishes they have, they are very colorful you know and they represent those three colors you know. same as the as the Venezuelan flag you know? and uh, yeah I mean it's 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 great to have both you know both best of both worlds uh, uh, you know European uh, also influence in, in in Venezuela and also and the the native Venezuelan culture. And, uh, and, and, food. and and can you can you maybe tell us about some of the specifics? I mean, what I remember eating in Venezuela, one of the things that I discovered there that I hadn't had before were arepas, mm -hmm. and uh, having arepas in the in the morning, which I found yeah. incredibly delicious, fresh arepitas. Yeah, well, the arepas. Uh, it's funny that uh, you would think that it's, it's for breakfast, uh, but people have it for dinner as well, and especially when after you go to par uh, partying in discotheques, you know, it's very filling. <laughs> you know, food to have, you know, after, after a long night you know, of drinking. And, you know? and for the listeners who might not be familiar with this, arepas are just corn. It's like corn flour, yeah. Uh, 
like a rounded and flat, Tiny so you bread, open it and yeah. you fill it with whatever you want, you know, and yeah. there's so many ways of filling it, uh, you know, ham and cheese or even, you know, uh, meats, uh, you know, like pork and, and some other things, you know. And here in, in Madrid, uh, there are some restaurants that they have it as a gourmet. Uh, I mean, the most traditional one is uh, called Pabellón, which is the one that I was trying to explain before. It's, uh, it comes with uh, the black beans, uh, rice, uh, you know, white rice, and then uh, uh, like a shredded uh, meat, you know, and uh, very taste, tasteful. So that's the, the, the true, rep- and, and platane as well. It's uh, like, a, like a mature platane, normally fried or, or from the oven. And uh, so that's the that's true- Platanos, right? So b- bananas. Yeah, it's like a big banana, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because here in Spain they have a they call platanos, uh, but uh, it's, it's it's the, the Canary Island banana. But uh, yeah, but there we have different different kind of banana, and we have a big one that's platen. It's called platen. But then then you know you have uh, cachapas. I don't know if you recall that that one. It's it's, it's a corn like smashed and uh, like mixed with water. So they make like a kind of like a tortilla, but it's kind of. Uh, it's a it's a thick one, and then you put uh, white cheese on top, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it kind of melts a little bit, and uh, and also butter, and uh, so that's another one. But I mean, there are many many others, and also there's some desserts as, as well that are very local, you know, very very sweet. I remember also going to a small, a tiny restaurant on the way to somewhere. It was in the, in the middle of nowhere. And we went to this tiny restaurant and we ate some sort of different corn. I don't know if it was tostadas or uh, tacos or something like that. But it was filled with a cheese. And I'll never forget this. I was told, I don't know if you guys were pulling my leg, but I was told that the cheese was placed in the sand. And it was also then chewed and spit it back out and fermented this way. Oh, oh, yeah, you went to a very exotic place. Uh, no, I haven't had that, but uh, it's interesting to, to hear those stories, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's very similar to the cachapa, but perhaps, uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's quite unique the way they, 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 they prepare it there. It was a white cheese. Yeah, yeah, it's like, a, it's a cachapa then. It's the, 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 the this is called queso de mano. They store it in, in milk, you know, like a container with milk. So uh-huh. that's how they store it. You mentioned when you were talking about sort of your introduction of Venezuela, you said that it's sort of a, a Caribbean country in South America. Would you elaborate on that? How do, what do you mean by that? Yeah, because I mean, if you see all the other countries that are surrounding Venezuela, uh, like uh, Colombia, Brazil, uh, and then south to uh, like you know, Chile, you know, Bolivia, Ecuador. I mean, they they have uh, some similarities, but uh, for example, you know, Venezuela is the only country in South America that they they are, they play baseball. Baseball is uh, of course an American sport, but uh, very much uh, embedded into Central America and the Caribbean. So Venezuela is uh, they, they host the, the winter season for the Great Leagues uh, of uh, baseball in the U.S. You know, and mm-hmm. professional league. Uh, but uh, they, they, you know, during winter time, it, it happens in Venezuela, and, and and that's the only country in South America that they play baseball. Also, boxing is the other one. You know, it's uh, it's the only 
sport that they is, is being played or practiced in in, in South America uh, and is very much common in, in Central America and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, also you know some of the dishes that are very much uh, Caribbean. You know, and uh, if you go to Jamaica or if you go to Costa Rica or some other places, that you have some similarities. I mean, the, the, the country would be closest would be Colombia, but in, in, in to a certain degree, but not 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 as much as uh, the, the you know the yeah the, the similarities between Venezuelan culture and the Central American and Caribbean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I was there, I I arrived New Year's Eve, and I was picked up by you and another friend of ours. And we went to a party and I remember being very angry with both of you because you told me that it would just be some silly party and I should not bring any fancy dress. And I, I came and I had a nice summer dress on and everybody else was, I mean, I really looked like the uh, poorest person at the party <laughs> um, because everybody else had a glittery dress, long evening gown on, and you two were wearing suits. <laughs> you have a good memory. I don't recall that. That that. Uh, well, it's because you were wearing the suit, not the not the <laughs> dress. You know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, so I mean, uh, yeah, people kind of dress up, you know, at night sometimes, you know, depending on the, on the, on the party, but uh, yeah, especially ladies, you know, they like to, to be, you know, the best they could be, you know, at night. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this because um, I'm also trying with this season, I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to give the listeners an idea of Latin America, you know, sort of different parts of Latin America and the Spanish episodes will be all based in Argentina and one of the things that surprised me very much, you know, because for me, what do I know of Latin America? I mean, are we considering Central America? So I know uh, Mexico quite well. I traveled through different parts of Mexico and then I know Venezuela, right? Uh, and so when I went to Argentina, I expected it to be a lot more like Venezuela. And it's interesting, like sort of, you know, when you talk about the food, I expected a lot more of the frijoles and the, you know, the arepas and the, different fruit drinks and I expected among other things people to be quite dressed up and and uh, I remember because we also spent New Year's Eve (laughs) uh, in Argentina uh, this past year I remember packing even though we were traveling quite a bit and we had very little space for luggage uh, packing an evening gown you know because I'd learned my lesson from my New Year's Mm -hmm. Eve in, in in Venezuela so tell us, tell us a little bit about this flair, you know, the flair for uh, the, the party, the showy, the, you know, the, this flair of Venezuela. Yeah, you know, I guess that, uh, you know, yeah, people like to dress up. Uh, and uh, I mean, normally, you know, like there are some events uh, that, uh, people like to celebrate uh, and uh, especially you know for example the, the girls when they turn 15 i mean their families they make such a huge party that it's, it's even bigger than a wedding and uh, that's how they kind of like introduce their ladies to the society you know and uh, i mean it comes from the old days uh, when uh, 
rich families in, in Venezuela, they went to Europe to study and then they went back and they, they brought all those, uh, you know, like nice uh, customs and, uh, and way of uh, elegance and, uh, and style and, and, you know, and, and fashion. So people tend to, to, you know, it's kind of contrasting because uh, people also like to, to underdress, you know, for like day-to-day things. And also, you know, people like nature and going to the beach and all that. But then, you know, when it's night, uh, people kind of transform themselves and uh, they, they, they dress up, they like, they like to, to wear suits, uh, they like to, uh, ladies, they like nice dresses and they, they use a lot of makeup and, and a lot of jewelry. And uh, so they, they kind of, uh, you know, care about that. <laughs> well, the, the, this party for the 15 year olds, that's like the quinceanera, isn't it? Like in the Mexican, yes. Mexican tradition as well. So I think also, it's, yeah. Yeah, Similar, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, um, if you were to give one of our listeners a little guide to Venezuela, what, what you think they would be most surprised by in Venezuela, what would that be? And also maybe reflect a little bit on the fact that actually, you know, the Venezuela that you talk about is a Venezuela of 20 years ago, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, now, nowadays it's, it's, it's not as safe to travel around Venezuela, especially if you, if you look like a tourist, you know, or you are by yourself. So I guess that the best the best uh, advice would be uh, try to be with locals. You know, uh, you could still do things there. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, and and you know the country is so diverse. Uh, it, it, it's a big country, even though you know people don't realize you know how big it is. Venezuela has uh, the Andes uh, with snow. It has a desert uh, in on the in the northwest. Uh, it has uh, the savanna. It has uh, the rainforest. And it has uh, all the Caribbean coast, you know. So it has pretty much everything that you could find in the planet in terms of uh, different landscapes and and and, and nature, nature, you know, sites, you know. So uh, it's very diverse. Uh, even the the people are very diverse, you know, from east to west. We we all speak differently, you know, with different words, uh, different expressions uh, and accents, and uh, and we look different, you know, from one city to another or one place to another. So it's a, it's a very diverse country and uh, very much mixed uh, country. I mean, if you compare Venezuela to Colombia, Colombia almost had no no uh, influence from Europe. Uh, Venezuela had you know, a lot. You know, perhaps Argentina would be the, the second one that uh, had a, a lot of uh, European influence and and back even earlier than in Venezuela. But uh, yeah, very diverse. Yeah, I, you know, I recommend, uh, you know, finding what you like, you know, if you rather prefer to go to, to the coast, uh, there are so many places that you can go on the coast. Uh, uh, it's a long coast. Uh, and uh, and that's where all the, the, the most popular cities are, you know, are along the coast. But then if you if you want to go to, 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 to Savannah and then to the rainforest, you know, it's, it's an amazing experience, you know, and it's, it's very, very virgin, very wild. And, but still, you know, you could you can drive there, you know, and uh, and then you know the Andes, you know, it's, it's also an, a, another interesting place to to be. That's where the, the all the Andes start, you know, in, in South America, and then they end in Argentina. Uh, so all the you know that, that formation is is, is great. Uh, for me, that the, the you know the most unique places to visit is in the savanna. There are some. Uh, very strange uh, rock formations. They're called tepuis, and uh, they, they they claim that those are the the first uh, uh, 
land that emerged from the ocean in in the globe, and uh, so it's very very antique. Uh, you know, for geologists, I mean, it's, it's a paradise place to be. And that's where the Salto Angel, the Angel Falls, uh, uh, originates from one of the of those uh, big tepuis called Ollantepuy. And then you know, I mean, my favorite place is uh, Los Roques, which is a uh, they call uh, it's called archipelago. It's a it's a it's a group of little islands uh, in the Caribbean. You know, and uh, you're you know in the middle of nowhere, and you're still uh, you know surrounded by the white sands, and, and you can even walk from one island to the other. Mm-hmm. You bring back memories. I I really truly, my travels through Venezuela were absolutely breathtaking, and and. The landscapes that you describe, you know, from jungle to beach to oh, an island hopping, and 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 of course, I, I had the chance to sail um, in Venezuela as well. So it was it was absolutely beautiful, absolutely, uh, you know. And this was this was in our twenties, right? So this for me was a vacation I took 25, 30 years ago, and it was mm. it's still very very much uh, very memorable still. I'm glad that you you enjoyed that time. Uh, it, it was a, it was the best time to be there. Um, You mentioned sort of uh, contrasting Venezuela with Colombia and one of the things you know we were we were all friends in in college and there was I was friends with all of you guys and it was this huge Latin American group right we all danced together and went out together and cooked and ate together and I remember you guys often and I and I, I remember being quite silly and not understanding a lot of it and I, I wish I had maybe had more maturity to kind of question you guys back then but I'm doing it now. Um, you, you, you talk to each other a lot about the similarities and the differences among your countries and there was a there was a natural camaraderie and a natural friendliness and trust among all the Latin Americans at the same time you guys often bantered and and uh, through prejudices back and forth at each other. Would you mind going into that and sort of um, just, just very openly, what are some of these prejudices or some of these similarities that linked you? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, of course, you know, you, you, you fall into those uh, uh, kind of like a differences as well. And, and, uh, and uh, even though you know there, there are a lot of similarities cultural wise and also with the, with the language, uh, uh, we are different. You know, each country in Latin America is very different. You know, and uh, I mean perhaps uh, you know Venezuela has always been considered um, you know uh, a spoiled uh, kind of country with all the you know richness uh, in terms of uh, natural resources and also investments uh, from international companies and. It was very much open country, you know, for investment, and uh, and 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 perhaps all the countries like Peru or Bolivia or Ecuador, you know, they were lagging be- behind. So you know, we always make jokes uh, with our friends in that were from those countries. I mean, in, in a good way, but uh, sometimes they take those uh, jokes as, as as funny, you know. But uh, also uh, the words uh, that we use, uh, they, sometimes they are contrasting. One one word that. Uh, means something Venezuela would probably uh, you know mean something totally contrasting in in another country and even sometimes embarrassing you know and, uh, would, would you give a couple examples well I mean uh, the best example I have uh, is uh, for example in Venezuela we say arrecho arrecho is uh, well it has two meanings either you are mad 
or you are, um, or, or you, you, you think that something is really cool, you know, it's really good. In Ecuador, Arrecho is excited. <laughs> so imagine, you know, I have my, my cousin, you know, telling a, a, a girl in, in Ecuador the first time he went to Guayaquil, don't be mad with me, he, you know, like, no, no te arreches conmigo. And, and the girl took it as a, you know, don't, don't get excited with me. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, with that, and uh, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, there are some, some others, you know, I don't recall there that many, you know, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, you have to be careful <laughs> between countries, you know, uh, to, to, to say, especially the, you know, local words uh, that uh, means so, so, so different, uh, you know, things, you know, in, in each of the countries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Would you, would you, how did you, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to ask, and I don't know if you feel comfortable uh, answering and we can cut it out, but there was, there was a lot of prejudices that you guys had, for example, against Brazilians. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, I mean, it's funny because Brazil is in Latin American countries, but it's a less Latin country in South America. It's, it's, it's a country of its own. Uh, they have their own language, even though, you know, they, they speak, most of people speak Spanish or understand Spanish. Not, not that many uh, Latin Americans uh, speak or, or understand Portuguese, uh, which is a, an advantage they have. And the, the, the way of living in, in, uh, in Brazil is uh, it's very relaxed, uh, very, I mean, joyful life that they have. They, uh, not, they, they don't worry too much about things, you know, and, uh, and it, it, I mean, it's a huge country. So they, they have very embedded uh, cultures there and, and customs, and, and they, they feel different as well. And um, through, through times, you know, they, I mean, they've always been considered not as, as a rich country, even though natural resources is probably the richest, you know, in, in Latin America. But then when they, they got an economical uh, stage that uh, Brazil was booming, you know, they truly uh, stand out. You know, they kind of uh, show the, the the whole Latin America that you know they, they they were a superpower and they were considered a superpower in in America. And you know, they they, they feel very. It's a very nationalistic country. You know, people feel very proud of being Brazilians. And they feel different, uh, and they, yeah. I mean, it's it's they're very loyal to their flag, to the country, to their football teams. You know. Whereas uh, perhaps in Venezuela, it's not the case. Venezuela is a, it's a mix of cultures. People feel more loyal to their origins and uh, their the backgrounds, you know, and their families than the, the country. It's a, I call a, a pirate country. You know, people, they, they, they have done so much uh, good and bad, you know, into the country. And there has been so, many, so much trade in and out that, uh, you know, it's, it's not such a consolidated country as, as perhaps Brazil in, in cultural wise. Yeah. Mm, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. And how do you feel about Venezuela now? Would you, could you imagine living in Venezuela again? Well, now it's a, it's a totally different world uh, uh, and country. It's been uh, 20 years of, uh, they call it new, newly socialist, uh, let's say it's a dictatorship. Uh, but in a, in a different way, so it's a, because we had these dictators in Venezuela in the old, old days, you know, actually my parents lived through a couple of 
those leaders. Uh, one of them was, uh, you know, the greatest one because they, it's the one that brought all their Europeans in to build infrastructure and, and everything. The leader was called Perez Jimenez, Marcos Perez Jimenez, who then passed away here in Madrid, actually, uh, as he was, you know, a descendant of Spaniards. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, what has happened in Venezuela since uh, probably 1998 to today, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's been kidnapped by, uh, you know, by mafia uh, groups, you know, and uh, they're also linked to, you know, drug trade and uh, and so many other illegal, uh, you know, customs and um, and uh, yeah, and they don't they don't look for the good of a country. They just want to get richer and richer. And uh, it's, it's it's a smaller group of people that have you know hijacked you know the the whole the whole society there. And and due to that, you know, a lot of people have you know moved away. You know, and uh, because of security, safety, and uh, and also because they had. Uh, you know, they were some. A lot of people were fortunate that they had, uh, uh, you know, families uh, living abroad. You know, so they, they could rejoin with them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's 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 the situation now. Uh, I still have friends and family there. They kind of, uh, you know, got used to the situation, and they, they you know, they, they 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 kind of managed that, you know, in in, in a good way. But uh, I could not imagine myself, uh, uh, you know, leaving. In Venezuela, you know, during this regime, or you know, through you know several years that they, they it's needed to, to 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 clean up, you know, what the, all the mess that has been created over the, this past twenty years. Mm. And isn't it interesting, Carlos? Because that's one of the things that made me start this podcast was me being very much me searching for my identity. And it's interesting that you and I have very similar backgrounds in some ways because you know your, your family is Italian, so European. Uh, then you, your first generation Venezuelan and ended up somehow via the US moving back to Europe, to Spain. And it's the same thing, not the same thing, but it's similar to, you know, I. I my family is from Hungary or Romania, or Hungary, and then they moved to the US and then I ended up, you know, sort of in Germany. And there is this nostalgia that I think I feel towards many places, right? So there is a nostalgia towards Hungary, there's a nostalgia towards the US, there's a nostalgia, you know, um, how do you, what, what would you say about that? Because, you know, you've kind of gone full circle as well. And I guess you're very fortunate because your parents now live in Spain as well. Anything you'd like to say about that, how, what that does to people and, you know, and then and, and reflecting also on other Venezuelans that you said had moved. So again, a country where there were a lot of Europeans, uh, where there were a lot of internationals who have now also scattered in other parts of the world because of the political situation. Any comments about that? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, of course, you know, the first years when you moved away and uh, you start to, to learn about the cultures and, and the way of living in, in a foreign country, it's, it's hard. And, uh, and then you try to find your, your way into, into, into those countries, you know, uh, I lived in this for six years in the U.S. Uh, I mean, it was great uh, college uh, life. 
And then, you know, it's the start of my professional career, but I never felt that I belonged to the U.S., even though I, I always been uh, linked to the American way of doing things uh, because uh, I always work for corporate American companies and services companies that are all, being all Americans. But then, you know, you try to find a place where you could establish your roots and find a sense of belongingness. I truly, I truly feel that uh, I belong to not not only Spain but uh, Europe, you know, as a, as a continent. I feel very comfortable, uh, you know, living in in Europe, traveling around Europe. I, I feel like I'm a citizen of of Europe more than than Spain. But you know, my heart is in in Madrid as as a city. I consider you know my my city now. Uh, it's been 20 years uh, since I've been here, so it's great to, to, to feel that, you know, to, to establish your roots. I moved to London uh, three and a half years ago, thinking that uh, I could start my roots there and, and, and get to feel that, uh, that, you know, London or the UK would be home. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't feel like you know, it's gonna, it was going to happen. You know, that's why I moved back. Uh, same, same feeling I had in the US, you know. But yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, you know, it's. I think it's important to to find your way into a culture and uh, environment. You know, and uh, I think I, I found that you know here in Spain and, and, and being in in Europe. Mm-hmm. But just to be kind of controversial a little bit, what does that say for Venezuela? You know, what does that say for the future of Venezuela? And you know, if we extrapolate from there, where does that say for the future of Latin America? You know what I mean? Like people move away mm-hmm. and look for their roots and happiness elsewhere. And it's quite possible to do it, right? I mean, you have the language already in Spain. You even have this European ancestry. But what does that say for, and then there's, there's no blame or anything on you. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I moved away also, but, but just what does that say for Venezuela and Venezuela's future? Well, I mean, you know, when I grew up in Venezuela, I actually, my parents, they never thought they were they would move away from Venezuela. It was a, such an amazing place to be in all ways, you know. And I grew up there and I, I was uh, in love, you know, with my my city, my country, and uh, felt very attached to that. The circumstances uh, changed everything, you know. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like a destiny. Mm. Also, from, from a professional career-wise, you know, uh, and also educational-wise, uh, you you look into some other places that uh, you know you could establish your roots and and see how it goes. You know, luckily, you know, I find that Europe is a great place to be, and and I like to stay here uh, rest of my life. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 been very unfortunate. You know, for most of us uh, Venezuelans that had great the best uh, childhood and uh, and uh, early early days. You know of our lives there. And it was a very diverse place, a multicultural and a rich place to, to live in, you know? And, uh, but I mean, circumstances change. And uh, I, I feel that, uh, you know, I have like very old uh, Venezuelan uh, friends uh, here that uh, in Spain, that uh, they emigrate uh, around the same time as I did. They truly feel that they, they belong to, to Spain now. But I mean, I see new newer generations of Venezuelans arriving in Spain. Uh, I see that they are struggling big time. Also, I feel that they have not left Venezuela. Uh, they, they are here because of circumstances, but they have not left. Mm. 
Interesting. I'm, I'm not sure what that means for the future, but I guess no one knows, right? Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you know, things can change, the light at the end of the tunnel, but uh well, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I've seen, I've, I've met uh, European uh, people and I have good friends that say that they 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 love Latin America and and they, you know their roots are European, but say they they, they love the, you know how different it is, you know how unique it is, uh, how original it is, you know, to live in Latin America and different, you know. Same, you know, with. Uh, with Spanish people that have moved uh, abroad to Asia, you know, or or to US, you know, and uh, yeah, they. I mean, I think it's an individual thing more than culture or or you know civilization thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carlos, thank you so much for your reflections on on uh, Venezuela and for sharing your personal story with us. In closing, I'd like to ask you one more question, and that is, we're starting off season four with this episode. And in a way, the season focuses on Latin America and specifically on Argentina. So I'd like to ask, what do you think of Argentina? When I say Argentina, what things come to mind? So I have not conducted any of the interviews yet. I will conduct them now. And I'd like to go peu à peu and see how dialogue develops, you know, between my interviews with various Latin Americans in English and then uh, Argentinians still living in Argentina and those interviews being in Spanish. So what do you think I'll find out through my interviews in Spanish about Argentina? Let's just kind of hazard a guess. Let's have it be a little experiment. Well, I mean, I haven't been in Argentina. You know, it's it's a, it's a very common thing uh, from Venezuelans that they, they always travel north, not south. Uh, so, I mean, I think this, I'm not the only person that in Venezuela has never been in Argentina. But, I'm, I, you know, I met a lot of Argentinian people while I was in the U.S. and also uh, wherever I, I, I go, you know. Uh, it's in my list of countries to visit. Uh, I know that uh, Argentina has going through has been going through you know changes, you know, uh, uh, political changes, uh, social changes, uh, in a way, and unfortunately mirroring uh, what has happened in Venezuela. Look, hopefully, you know, it's not going to get to that to that level of uh, degradation, you know. Uh, and I, I think it's a, it's a great place to, it's a great country, you know, to 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 visit. Their culture is very embedded, and they they, they feel very very proud of, of of being Argentinians, especially porteños uh, from Buenos Aires. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a strong feeling from from them. You know, luckily I, I I've, I've met them elsewhere, and they are a little bit more humble, you know, and uh, down to earth. Uh, but I mean, it's always a it's always been the case, you know, from northern South America that we looked at Argentinians a, a little bit arrogant and a little bit, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they felt that they were superior, you know, in a way. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a, a perception, you know, and I met uh, great people from Argentina elsewhere. <laughs> and look, I, I loved our travels through through Argentina. We met the, the people I'm interviewing or people are all people I met along the way and had conversations with and agreed to have these interviews. But I think it's interesting. I think it's really interesting to sort of see it from different points of view and, and discuss it from all these different points of view. Because also we, we say Latin America, but it's a huge continent. And, you know, if we're considering South and Central America, of course, 
it is a lot of land, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different types of people. Uh, absolutely, the landscape is completely vast. So it's often, I think, perceived as, oh, it's Latin America and they dance salsa and eat beans and rice. And, you know, and it's just so much more complex. Oh, definitely. And uh, yeah, and each of the countries uh, are very diverse and, uh, and uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a universe of things that you, you discover within each of the countries. They are very, very different, even though they are in the same continent, but very, very different. Mm. Carlos, any last words? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a great uh, experience, you know, to be part of this uh, project, you know, that you're having. And, uh, and, and thank you for, for inviting me to participate, you know, to share my, my, my views, you know, my, my comments uh, about... Also, you know, my, my life and, uh, and also the, 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 the experiences I've had in the different places I've, I've lived and, uh, and the, people, the people I've, I've met, you know, uh, uh, over the years. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been fascinating. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I hope that uh, your, your upcoming interviews will add up uh, with a great, uh, you know, experiences and, and great stories, you know, to, to tell. Thank you so much for participating. Thanks, Carlos. Thank you.